Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and the first scrimmage of fall camp, if that's what we're calling this, is now in the books. Uh, Heard from Carl Durrell, heard from, uh, oh wow, this was like seconds ago, Terrence Lang, of course, and before Terrence Lang was Mark Perry. Uh, I'll let you guys know what they had to say in a second, but first I want to tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for all of your dental needs. Uh, They do such great work, and uh, there are a lot of people who will vouch for them, including our own sales director, Lindsay Sauer, who went out there to get her wisdom teeth out a couple of months ago. She said it was literally the best experience she's ever had with a dentist in her life. Take her word for it. Um, They're a family-owned dentistry. It's a convenient spot in Lakewood. It's only 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. And again, they do great work, and they're huge Colorado sports fans, so support them. And also, they're our partner, and supporting them is supporting us. Uh, If you need one more reason, then I will give you the best reason to go out there. Because if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal, so make sure that you take advantage of it and uh, take care of your teeth so that you can eat when you're old. Um, okay, so Carl Durrell. You know, every time I get on this podcast, like I, I have like this little, it's not like a panic attack because it's not that much, but it's just like immediately I sit down, I open audition, and it's like, oh, wait, I got to go move my car because you have to move your car every two hours in downtown Denver, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world um, for so many reasons. Um, We don't have time for this right now, but for so many reasons. So first of all, because in my building, you have to like, you can try to get a parking spot, but the waiting list is like a year and it takes forever. And then you have to pay like 200 bucks a month to be able to park. And I'm just not going to do that anyway. But because the building offers parking, even though there's like a year, I couldn't get it for another year if I wanted it. You you cannot get a permit that exempts you from the two-hour parking. So if I just had like a house around here, then I could get a permit so I could park whenever. Or if my building didn't have parking. But So that's really frustrating. So now every day I play this dumb game where you have to move your car at least 100 feet and you can't go back within 100 feet of a place where you parked it for 24 hours. And basically starting from like 10 o'clock to four o'clock. So 10 o'clock, noon, two, four, you got to move your car. Um, and it can't be somewhere. So, and, and all of these places just run together in your head. And so you just, it's, it's like this stupid game of memory 
that cost you $25 if you screw it up. And today's a Saturday, so I don't have to move my car. But immediately I sat down. I was like, oh, no, it's noon. I haven't done that today. Typically at 11.15, there's somebody out there checking. Uh, so that's that's where my mind's at. Um, but football. I shouldn't have made you guys wait that long to hear what's going on football. But uh, I'll make it better right now because there's some good stuff. We're going to start with the bad stuff, though. Um Ashad Clayton is a little banged up. I think that's the phrase that Carl Durrell used. Did not sound serious, but he was not part of the scrimmage today. Um, that sucks. It really does suck. Carl did say the other running backs look good, though, uh, including Jarek Broussard, which is interesting because we haven't really gotten to see him all that much ever. Um, let's see. He was a redshirt freshman last year, so he's a sophomore this season. He missed all of last year with a, the the knee injury. I don't know if we ever learned if it's like a torn ACL or what. Um, but he was one of the guys who I really looked at as a potential receiving back, and I think that there was a real chance that that would have been his role. I think that when you look at this roster, you look at him, you look at Dion Smith. And, you know, we just haven't seen enough from Joe Davis, but there's a chance that he could fit that mold, although I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that. Um, with Deion Smith out with the injury, that really does open the door for a guy like Jarek Broussard. Um, apparently, Brian Howell, the Daily Camera, his mind is at the same spot that mine is at because he asked, after we heard from Carl that Jarek had a good day, that he was shifty, that he was cutting hard, that it didn't look like the, his knee was bothering him, uh, and that he actually was one of the players who scored a touchdown today. Um, it's all very good, positive stuff. A 5'9", 185 sophomore, in case I haven't said any of that, and you guys haven't paid much attention to Jarek. Um, but Brian Howell's mind was at where, where Brian, Brian Howell's mind was where mine was at in that he asked, you know, is there a chance that he could be playing in the slot a little bit? And Carl said, we're going to use him in the backfield. And, you know, it makes sense because the Buffs do have so many receivers. But just having the versatility of having a guy who can move from the backfield to uh, the, the slot and be productive, very productive in both ways, that is what's valuable. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about tight ends a couple of days ago uh, with George Kittle um, and, and Taylor Embry and his kind of thoughts on how tight ends become valuable. Well, we're seeing in the NFL how running backs become valuable, and that's being multifaceted, being able to be a, a key part of the passing game as well as obviously being the primary part of the running game. You need to have both of those assets to be one of the top-tier running backs. You look at the guys who make a lot of money, you know, Christian McCaffrey leading the way. You line him up at slot receiver, and he's one of the best slot receivers in the league. And that means that you have to put a cornerback on him, otherwise he's going to get open. Well, if you put a quarterback on him, then you're probably just going to motion him back into the backfield and run the ball against a light box. It's those sorts of mismatches that you can create with those sorts of running backs. And so I understand why you wouldn't want to take any of your receivers off the field. Knowing that this is an option is important, and that is assuming that it is an option with Jarek Broussard and that he is going to be seeing the field for the most part because if you have an Alex Fontenot, we haven't seen enough out of him as a receiver to say that he can go out there 
and and line up in the slot and be productive. And you know what? It would kind of surprise me if he would be productive from that spot. Um, same thing with Jaron Mangum. Same thing with Ashad Clayton. And so that the door is open to be that sort of weapon at running back that I think that you really want to have in the in football in 2020. Um, so something to pay attention to, although Carl did say, like, we're using him in the backfield. And that also makes sense. Uh, Carl shouted out the running backs as one of the areas where there's really great depth. He said the competition has been really close. Um, and he said that that was mostly true throughout the roster, that really the second string has been pretty close to the first string that there isn't too much separation and you know with anything that you hear in camp you can take the glass half full or glass half empty approach I'm choosing to look at this as a good thing that it isn't because the starters are lacking the star power that separates them from the reserves Um, I'm seeing it more as you have a lot of good football players and I think that that's something that we know um, you know, we've seen the defensive line last year and be productive, even when it had to rotate in true freshmen last year who are now back in their second season. We can trust that Jalen Sami and Mustafa Johnson and Terrence Lang are very good defensive linemen, um, potential or all, all pack 12 potential for all of them. Um, but if we hear that there's depth behind them, I don't take that as take that as a knock or that the depth isn't that far behind them. I think that just means you have a lot of guys who can rotate in and that's important. Um, and according to Carl, that's true across the roster. Um, running back in particular, receiver in particular, offensive line was another group, defensive line. Um, and, and then he also said that at cornerback, he's starting to see a step up in the level of play and maybe there is some depth there uh, Nigel Bethel had an interception today Carl said that he's been making I think he said like maybe he had one or two interceptions in camp this week beforehand um, so that's something to keep an eye on um, it's still early we're just over 25% of the way through um, but maybe we will be seeing Nigel Bethel uh, on the field this season which would be exciting and in case you guys haven't been paying too much attention, Nigel Bethel is the cornerback who had to sit out last year because uh, he transferred to Colorado from Miami. Um, six foot, 170. He's a sophomore and uh, easy to be excited about. Um, Three star prospect. So he's somebody to pay attention to. Um, I think Mark Perry also shouted out Chris Miller, which I think uh, I, I, we didn't get details about why really, but when asked like, who's impressed you? He's like, Chris Miller. He's been my guy. Like Chris Miller looks okay. So, so keep that in mind. Um, Mark Perry also is exciting. So when you look at this whole defense, wow, the Pittsburgh defense is kind of getting exposed. Um, but, uh, there's a lot to like about the secondary. Uh, Carl said that when he was asked who impressed you, he said basically all of the veterans, the guys that you would expect. Mustafa had a great day. Nate had a great day. Basically all the guys you'd expect. Um, 
I would have felt more comfortable if he would have just named like all of the names we expected to hear, like you know Will Sherman or uh, Brady Russell or uh, Katie Nixon. You know, just just like name those names out so that we know for sure um, that there isn't any doubt. But but we do get at least a couple of names um, and good names to hear because those will be important pieces. Um, the best thing I heard today, though, wow, I, that seems like I just stole that from Scott Van Pelt. Um, for real, though, the best thing I heard today was, oh, no, I just thought of a second. Let's go with this one. This one still is the best. Um, Terrence Lang is really excited about the defense and basically said, we're just trying to get through and into the backfield and it's working. It fits us a lot better than what we were doing before. And it's like, this is the hype behind the one gap technique that the buffs are using should be massive. Like that the hype train should be so long at this point that it reaches all the way from here where I am leading it to Boulder where everything is going down. I am so excited to see what this defensive line can do. Hearing that the defensive line has looked as good as it's looked and that they're playing with a different technique. And if you guys want to know more about that, I think, I can't remember which show, maybe it says something about a defensive line in the headline. I explained this more in depth, but basically it changes this. Last year, the defensive linemen were supposed to uh, basically take on the blockers in front of them occupy the blockers, try to make sure that if the running back ran to their left or to the right, that they would try to bottle it up a little bit, but mostly let the linebackers swoop in and make those plays. The The linebackers are really just flowing with the run while the defensive line takes up the blockers. That's the theory, at least. That's a two-gap system because the, each player is responsible for two gaps. And so if you're lined up over the center, you're Jalen Sami, the gap to your left and the gap to your right. Now it's a one-gap system. Now Jalen Sami is only responsible to, for the gap to his left or to his right, one or the other. And that means that he needs to do whatever it takes to make sure the running back doesn't get through that gap. And that means essentially charging through that gap. And Terrence Lang was talking about how he's trying to be more explosive this year and he feels like it's working and he feels like this system fits perfectly with what this defense is built for. And I agree. Terrence Lang is a guy who should be trying to get into the gap and maybe even through the gap and into the backfield. And if it turns out to be a passing play and you're playing it that way, well, guess what? You're in the backfield and you're there for a sack. If it's a running play, you're right there and you're making the tackle. The problem, of course, is that one person isn't able to fill their gap and the other team is running like some sort of zone run and they're able to just be like, oh, look, he didn't get his gap filled. I'm off to the races because all of the defensive linemen are assigned gaps. All the linebackers are assigned gaps. And so there is like some big play potential on the other end. So you really have to be buttoned up and, and making sure that you're doing your job on every play. You know, there's also like pull blockers that the offensive line could use and just get an extra blocker to a spot where you aren't expecting an extra blocker. And that can give a defense some fits. So, so it's not like it's a perfect system. There's a reason why people do it different ways, but Hearing Terrence Lang say what he's saying, hearing what Chris Wilson, the defensive line coach, told us earlier this week, what Jalen Sami told us earlier this week, what Mustafa Johnson told us last week, it is time to get really, really excited about what this defensive line could be in 2020 and, and going forward. I they're going they're going to wreak some havoc. That's what this defense is all about. And uh they're excited. And I'm excited. 
hopefully you're excited. Um, I think that that was most of the notes. Oh, quarterbacks. The other thing that did get me pretty excited today. Um, so Carl was basically asked, like, how did the quarterbacks look? Like, I'm not sure how much you're willing to tell us, but tell us what you can tell us. And he said that they look good, that Sam and Tyler look good. But his eyes kind of lit up when he mentioned Brendan Lewis. And that gets me excited because maybe we called the end of this quarterback competition for Brendan Lewis, at least a little bit too soon, you know, talking to Terrence Lang, he was asked about the quarterbacks, you know, after going and watching Steven Montez for the last couple of years. Now you've got these guys. What have, what's your impression been of these new quarterbacks? And he said, yeah, those three guys are really competing. I think that's been pretty impressive. It's like, okay, three guys. That's what, that's what we expected to hear. But then after that, we saw that, Brendan Lewis was working with the threes and that the other two quarterbacks were splitting the reps with the ones and obviously the twos, but who knows? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that the door is shut on Brendan Lewis being the starter just yet. Um, I do wish that we could have seen the scrimmage, but I think that's true for pretty much everybody who wasn't there. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes at the very least. Like, the, the chances of him having his own package, you know, having 12, 15 plays, whatever, that he feels really confident in and running him out there for two drives a game or maybe it's plays scattered in, like maybe he has back-to-back plays every other drive where he comes in and runs those. You know, there are ways to get him involved that aren't, just saying he's a freshman and we want to get him reps. You know, there are ways to get him on the field and also say, this is what's best for our chances of winning a football game. And I think that this group of coaches can figure out how to make that happen. Um, anything else from today? I don't really think so. I think that that's pretty much what we learned. Oh, I think that we did get told who scored Vontae Chenault had a touchdown um is that all we know that Vontae and Jarek had touchdowns that sounds right uh excited about Vontae Chenault though you know receivers another position where you just don't know what is going to happen you at, at all I think that maybe after the top three is where things get chaotic. Number four, that could be Vontae Chenault. That could be Maurice Bell. That could be Jalen Jackson. That could be Brendan Rice. There are so many players. Oh, the other one was Montana Lamonius Craig, uh, who scored, I believe. That's who it was. Um, It could be Montana Lamonius Craig. There are so many options right there. And I think that outside of those top three of Daniel Arias, Dimitri Stanley, and Katie Nixon, you're going to see probably two consistently rotate in on just like a game-to-game basis. You expect to see them in. And then obviously if there's injuries or whatever else, then that list changes. So there are reps to be earned still. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, this is a little bit shorter show today. Uh, because this is actually like a bonus podcast because we had 
six days of things to talk about this week. Uh, but I think I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, if you guys have any comments or any questions, you can leave them on the post for this show at thedmvr.com. Um, I'll get to all the questions from today and yesterday on Monday's show when we talk again. The buffs are off tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I think that that is going to do it. Um, see you on s Monday. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey. Hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.